Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 29 of The Child of the Moat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Child of the Moat by Ian Bernard Stoughton Holborn. Chapter 29 A Tale of a Tub. It was a beautiful late autumn day, and the sun was shining on the moat and the old walls of Holwick. Some few weeks previously, news had arrived in that remote corner of the death of Queen Mary and the accession of Elizabeth, and Audrey was sitting as she often did in the bay window of Mistress Mowbray's bower, looking down toward Middleton, when four riders and a pack-horse were seen approaching the gates. Audrey had noticed their coming, and as they drew nearer, she recognized two of them, and ran eagerly out to meet them. "'Oh, how I have hoped for you to come!' she said. "'And somehow I knew it would not be long before you were here.' Ian dismounted, and helped his sister and Eileen to alight, while the serving-man took the horses. Eileen was in perfect health, but Ian was still worn and thin.' she had not been long in recovering but he had hovered between life and death for some time this is the lady shiona ian's sister said eileen audrey came forward a little shyly but shiona said oh i have heard so much about you and kissed her warmly audrey then flung her arms around eileen as though she would never let her go you must not leave ian in the cold said Eileen. No, indeed, I should think not, exclaimed Audrey. Why, if it were not for him, you would not be here at all. And she held up her face to be kissed. She is getting too big to be kissed, is she not? said Ian. Not at all, said Eileen. You kiss me. That is a different matter, said Ian, laughing, as he kissed Audrey. You are my ward, you see. Although Master Richard and his wife were by no means pleased at the political change, they were delighted that it had brought their young visitor, and Mistress Eleanor greeted her with an unusual show of affection. She had been long enough falling under Eileen's spell, but the conquest was complete, and resulted in the redevelopment of a side of her nature that had practically lain dormant since a charming girl of sixteen. Master Richard had met her in York, 
and against all the wishes of his parents had insisted on marrying her she had become more human and more anxious to please and gradually won the esteem and even love of her servitors and the people of holwick eileen introduced her escort and while they were being shown to their rooms she went and found elsbeth elsbeth wept tears of joy over her and said now henny i shall be able to die happy i thought the sunlight had gone out of my life for ever they had a long talk and in the afternoon she went down with elsbeth to the arnsides janet seized a stool and dusted it for the young mistress and john who was just outside the house came in oh john eileen said i can never repay you or thank you enough it is no use my trying to put my thanks into words what i did was nothing he said but if you had not done it the duke of oaknell would never have come and i should have been lost no one who knew you mistress eileen could have done less the time seemed all too short to the arnsines when eileen turned to go i shall ask cousin richard to let us stay here for at least a month she said even if i do not come back here to live i am going to teach you to read john and i have brought you this and she produced a beautifully bound copy of the scriptures which she had bought for him with all the money she had left john was confused with gratitude and eileen fled leaving him an opportunity to recover by himself she had had a long talk with ian in which they had decided that it was right that master mowbray should hear the whole story and be told about the secret room as after all it belonged to him so that night she secured the little book and took it up to her old room with audrey as they were undressing eileen took off the ruby pendant which she was wearing concealed beneath her simple costume oh how lovely exclaimed audrey diamonds and pearls and what a marvellous ruby but eileen you have no right to wear this i feel a little doubtful but ian says it is all right as at present i am in the position of his ward and in any case i am scots and not english but if you are father's ward then you will count as english anyway i shall not wear it in public so it does not matter your luck has come at last eileen just fancy your wearing diamonds and pearls like a duke's daughter but you deserve to be lucky after all you have been through i would not go through what you have been through for all the luck in the world you beautiful lovely thing audrey had by this time begun combing eileen's hair why eileen she said your hair is not quite so long as it was oh i forgot to tell you said eileen and she told her all about the cutting off but it has very nearly grown again it has been extraordinarily quick yes you are beautiful audrey went on look at that hair look at that neck look at those perfect ears do not be silly audrey yes said audrey not heeding and the luck is not over yet you will be married very soon eileen blushed be quiet audrey 
but you are far too beautiful and charming and good to be left long unmarried said audrey embracing her impulsively come let us get into bed and sit and study the book so eileen read to the end and discovered that it explained how to open the great iron chest the next day they managed to leave shiona and mistress mowbray and eileen audrey and ian took master mowbray into the library they sat in the great window seat and eileen read out of the little book and told the story of their adventures which was frequently supplemented by audrey and ian richard mowbray was again entranced and he thought eileen's new tale even more wonderful than mallory when she had finished they all went down to the secret room and master richard asked hundreds of questions about all their experiences they examined everything and explored the secret passage to the cave and back but there is still one thing that we have to do said eileen and that is to open the great iron chest and see what is inside i have only just discovered how it is done and there is a good deal that requires doing first but listen to this exactly under the middle of the great oriel window of the library the book says that a foot and a half below the water in the moat is a chain made of links of green heart wood so as to withstand the wet and at the end of that is a large round ball also of green heart and embedded in it with pitch is the great key of the iron chest i have been thinking how to get it and if the chain has not rotted and we do not have to dredge for the ball i think i might go a-sailing for it in a tub which would be fun we might see too that this afternoon and then open the chest to-morrow you will probably upset said audrey but as you can swim like a fish that will not matter but i shall laugh to see you tumble in you bad girl said eileen and chased her around the room well i am going to try anyway after dinner master richard went and ordered two of the men to bring a great tub from the laundry while eileen went upstairs and changed her things putting on a pair of boys trunks she then threw a cloak about her and came down the tub was rolled round till it was opposite the window and then eileen insisted that the serving men should go away a board hastily thinned down at one end made a sort of rude paddle and with shrieks of derision from audrey the others held the tub and eileen cautiously got in and squatted tailor-wise on the bottom they all laughed so much that they nearly upset the tub at the outset eileen then started on her perilous voyage but the tub being circular every time she took a stroke with the paddle it simply spun round and round those on the bank held their sides with laughter but the more they laughed the more confused eileen became she tried taking a stroke first one way and then the other this was not quite so bad but the tub revolved backwards and forwards like a balance wheel try little short strokes pulling the paddle towards you shouted ian when the laughter had a little subsided this answered somewhat better and the tub slowly made its way across but with many vagaries and strange gyrations at last she reached the wall 
right under the great projected corbel of the window, and very cautiously, putting down her arm, she felt the chain. Hurrah! she shouted. I have it! But she spoke too soon. As she pulled the chain, the tub overbalanced, and Eileen tumbled head first into the moat. Audrey collapsed altogether at this and rolled over on to the grass. Ian, however, for the moment, took it seriously and was going to jump in, but Audrey seized one of his ankles to stop him and laughed still more till the tears ran down her cheeks. "'You'll kill me, you two, she said, as Eileen's head appeared above the water with long green weeds hanging in her hair. Eileen swam to the chain and found that the ball was very heavy. She then righted the tub. "'Get in! Get in quickly!' shouted Audrey mischievously, and Eileen, without thinking, made the attempt with the result that the tub lifted and turned over on her like an extinguisher. Audrey was convulsed. "'You little mischief!' said Ian, and picked her up and held her out over the water at arm's length, but she only laughed the more. Eileen, meanwhile, again righted the tub, and then shouted to the others to bring an axe. Audrey refused to go. She said she